Welcome to episode 15 of Advanced Scout, your favorite podcast about clutch baseball, a card game that's actually a board game about a ball game. I'm Paul Seeley, manager of the Fed Wheezy Fusion. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you that Clutch has a Discord, and it is awesome. Chat about the game, play games, check out cool team building resources, start prepping for a new league, and more. Come join us. A link to the Discord will be in the description of this podcast. I think that a hot dog is the perfect ballpark food, and here's why. To me, going to the ballpark and watching a baseball game is more than just a sporting event. It is an event where you will see people of all kinds, of all different backgrounds, all cultures, come together in support of one team. And that is a pretty unique experience. And that's not always what you find in sports, and I do a little bit not agree with how much we romanticize sports, but that is one of those parts about sports that is really cool. And I think hot dogs are a really good representation of that because there are just so many ways to eat a hot dog. You know, me, I honestly just like hot dogs with ketchup and that's it. I feel like it's simple, it's very consistent, you're always going to get the same thing every time, that's what I like, never going to have a bad time. But, I mean, people like all kinds of things. Some people like mustard, which I think is pretty gross. Some people want all kinds of things, relish, onions, pickles, Uh, some people like cream cheese, peanut butter. You know, can you imagine trying to run a hot dog stand and trying to have every single kind of condiment that people could want on a hot dog? I mean, it would be insane. I mean, you would have to do some pretty serious study to find out every single condiment. Like, if you were on a challenge where you wanted to never not have a condiment that was requested. I mean, you would have to have so many. And that's why I think hot dogs in themselves are very simple, but ultimately come out to be a very complicated food and much more complicated than it seems like they deserve to be. And I feel the same way about clutch baseball teams because On the face, a clutch baseball team is very simple. You have your batters, you have your pitchers, you play baseball, you roll dice, you know. Like, you probably have some various ideas of who you want. Sometimes that's because you want your favorite team's players. Sometimes that's because you want to emphasize certain things. But, at the same time, if you really dig into it, there is a lot of things to consider when you are building a team. So what I want to do in this episode is not tell you what to con- what you should roster because that's going to vary a lot, but 
hopefully this can serve as a guide to what you should be thinking about and what you should be considering when you're building a team. So I'm going to talk about everything you will see on a hitter card and a pitcher card and what goes through my mind when I am looking at those as far as how am I building a team and what am I thinking when I look at these cards. So first and foremost, your overall strategy is going to affect a lot of this because I think a lot of what I have talked about on this podcast has been centered around the idea of wanting a balanced team that can approach any situation. And I think that's a good way to build a team. But I also understand that there are reasons not to build that way. You know, I think in a larger set like we had previously, that made a lot of sense because it was basically impossible to predict the ways people would build teams. We could predict about what their team would look like as far as the style, but some things were not able to predict. The exact players they use, what kinds of handedness they use, all kinds of things that I didn't feel confident making a prediction on and building towards. So my general philosophy has been to try to keep things balanced. And part of that is because I consider myself good at the game. And if you're good at the game, you kind of want to put yourself in as few bad situations as possible because you feel like even, you know, I feel like even if I'm in like a slightly bad situation, I might be good enough that it doesn't matter. Whereas if I'm in a really bad situation, maybe I cannot overcome that. That's kind of a lot of my philosophy. But I do think that there is room for a different philosophy. You know, you might make a decision that you suspect everybody's going to roster switch hitters and you're just going to build your pitching staff to attack switch hitters. You know, that's a meta call that you are making. And if you're right, that's going to pay off for you. You know, and if you're wrong, that's going to hurt. So those are kinds of things that are important to consider on basically all aspects of this. So when I talk about, oh, well, this is good against this kind of player and this is good against that kind of player, understand that I'm probably going to be talking about things in a very balanced way as far as this could do this thing or it could do this thing. But ultimately, your decisions on what your general build is going to look like are going to take priority and how you consider that information. So if you have any particular 
guesses you want to build a team upon, maybe you suspect that everyone is going to roster low on base and really good chart hitters. So if that's a call you want to build on, then you would roster a lot of high command pitchers because you want to not get on their chart whenever possible. So those are things that are going to be informing all of the decisions you're making and stuff that I'm not going to talk about when I'm discussing individual traits of cards because that's all going to be relative to the decisions that you are making. First, let's talk about hitter cards. So first, let's just talk about on base and charts because those are obvious. By on base, I mean the number in the middle, not on base percentage, just to be clear. Um, so when it comes to these, you get kind of different things. So mainly, um, the higher the on base is, generally speaking, the worse the chart is, right? Because the higher on base is, the more you're going to get on your chart. So your chart has to be a little bit weaker to compensate. I know obviously there are guys with good on base and good charts. That's because they're really good. So, you know, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, players who have one or the other, you have some kind of choices to make. So somebody who is like Adam Duvall with a low on base, but a killer chart is probably going to struggle against very good pitchers, but is going to do really well and destroy bad pitchers, especially ones with high mistake ranges. So you know, when you're looking at two different hitters, you know, let's say you're considering a 12 on base and a 7 out hitter, or a 10 on base and 5 out hitter who has a little bit better power on his chart. Well, you know, that 12 on base hitter is probably going to be a lot more consistent against good pitching, but that 10 on base hitter might be a lot better against worse pitching, and maybe enough that they'll be better overall. So, you know, you kind of have to weigh what kinds of hitters you want, you know. So maybe you think, well, okay, in the top of my lineup, I want guys who are going to be consistent against good pitching. And bottom of my lineup, I kind of just want to be able to take advantage of bad pitchers. That seems pretty legitimate. So you would have you know, the higher on base guys and probably some just good guys in general who have high on base and good charts at the top of your order and some of those lower on base but crazy chart guys at the bottom. But maybe you think you want to run a kind of rally singles team where you just kind of get a bunch of singles. Well, okay, you probably just want to go high on base guys because they're going to be more consistent at doing that. If your whole strategy is around, you know, rallying around the lineup, then that is probably going to be more likely to get what you want. So there's a lot of different things there. In general, um, I try to mix it up and have different kinds because to me, it's not always easy to predict what kinds of pitchers you're going to face, whether they're good or bad. Um, but that's a meta decision you can make. I think that, I will say that in general, I like having good hitters at the top. So 
when I build lineups, I try to have good hitters, my best two hitters at two and four. And I try to have like a home run hitter at three, a just pure on base hitter at one, and my next best hitter at five is what I try to do. Um, that's generally what sabermetrics in real life baseball tend to suggest. I don't really know if that correlates with clutch baseball or like how much that translates over, but that's just how I tend to build. So, you know, when I'm putting together a team, I'm considering those things at those different spots in the order. Two and four, I just want good hitters. One, I probably want lower power. Three, I want crazy power, right? So those kinds of things. Um, as far as handedness goes, um, this is kind of a big one. Usually you try to alternate handedness and handedness bonuses as much as you can. You do not want to have three right-handed hitters in a row so that when your opponent brings someone in from the bullpen, it's really easy for them to make a decision, right? You're just giving them free innings. So you try to alternate those when you can. Um... You know, the more you can mix it up, the more annoying it is to bring in a reliever. So that's stuff you try to consider. You know, how important that is to you is probably dependent on how often you consider your opponent to be using relievers. I mean, most people will use some relievers, but some more than others. So, you know, in the last meta, that was really important because everybody was running a ton of relievers. You know, maybe that's not as important if people are running more starters, but also like still kind of important because people are going to run relievers. So um, those are things you have to consider. And also um, with bonuses, you know, I try to balance it out when I build for the most part, but maybe you're making a meta decision that you think you're going to see all of one kind of pitcher and you just build your lineup accordingly. Um, that's kind of just dependent on what your thoughts are. Um, when we're talking about base running and stealing, I feel like that's fairly self-explanatory. Like, if you have good base runners, you probably want guys who get a lot of hits behind them. So high contact guys, low singles, right? If you have slower hitters, it doesn't matter as much. You know, whether you want good stealing or not is pretty much a binary decision. Like, do you want to steal or do you not want to steal? Because if you want to steal, you want good stealing. And if you don't, you don't care. That's pretty much how it works. You know, fielding, you know, some people might prioritize fielding a lot. Some people not as much. That's kind of up to you. I think it's pretty simple as far as what that does. I'm not sure I need to go into that. Um, icons are significant. You know, I think with a smaller set, it's going to be very likely that if you find just the perfect hitter with the perfect handedness, the perfect profile, you know, um, good contact or bad contact, good power, bad power, 
and right-handedness, right-handedness bonus, you know, exactly what you want, good chance you might stumble into an icon or two somewhere in your lineup, and that's fine. Um, they're not so expensive that you have to avoid them if you're not going to use them. But if you do end up with a lot of them, you do want to keep in mind whether you're going to use them or not. Because, you know, maybe having one or two icons that just kind of you kind of stumble into is fine. But if you have six or seven of them in your lineup, then now you're starting to get into territory where you got to start thinking about it a little bit. So, in general, I think if you want icons, you need to consider what strategy cards you want to run. And that's good for basically everything, right? Like, if you want to steal, you need to think about, do I want to run stealing strategy cards, right? So, if you think about the kinds of cards you want to run, and you realize that you really want a specific icon bonus, then you consider that in your team building, and that's fairly significant. Clutch is an interesting one. Um, it's tough to say right now because we haven't really played very much with the new rules on what is a clutch moment. So right now we have changed the rules so that in addition to everything that was a clutch moment before, when there's two outs and there's a runner in scoring position also counts as a clutch moment. So that does mean it's going to be a little more likely. How likely? That's up for discussion, right? I, I'm not sure. I don't think anybody's sure. Um, in general, when I think about clutch, I think that I'm going to want to use clutch moment cards in high leverage situations, right? Situations where there's runners in scoring position, where I need to get a hit to get some people in, where, you know, that plus two to the swing is going to matter the most, right? So, usually that means I'm going to want those positive clutch guys. If there's anywhere you want them on your team, you want them in the spots where you expect hitters will be placed in those situations. So, for me, because of how I build lineups, I expect my two, four, and five hitters to be the ones with the most of these high leverage situations. So if there's any positions in the lineup that I'm prioritizing clutch in, it's those. You also have to consider stadiums because those can invoke clutch in different ways too, and that's going to inform your team. So, you know, maybe you could say you want to really emphasize clutch moment cards and you want a ton of good clutch. I think that's very legitimate and something you could do. You know, I think that's a decision you have to make, and it's not really something that we are thinking about, right? Like, like I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, in general, when you're looking at clutch, that's what you're considering, right? How often am I going to use this element of a card? And, you know, if you happen to have a player, just like with icons, if you happen to have a player that has good clutch that is just there because they're a perfect fit in your lineup, don't worry about it, you know. But if your specific goal is to have good clutch, then obviously you have to think about it. Or if you end up having all really good clutch, you have to think about 
are you going to take advantage of that? And if you're not, is that still worth it? Basically. So, next let's talk about pitching. Um, pitching, the command and the outs are going to be pretty similar to the discussion on hitting. So, if you are somebody like Julio Arias, who has four command and 19 outs, you are going to crush bad hitting, right? And you might struggle a little bit more against good hitting. Now, you'll still be really good, but you won't be quite as good as somebody who is the same price but a different profile, right? So that is something to consider. What kinds of hitters do you want your players to be good against? You know, whereas somebody who is, let's say, 6 command and 17 outs is going to be better against the good hitters, but is more likely to give up an occasional pitcher's chart hit against a bad one. So, you know, those are things to consider. Obviously, the back end of the chart on a pitcher matters. It varies depending on how many strat cards you plan on seeing that either grant power die swings or boost the swing in some capacity. You know, if you expect to see a ton of power die cards, maybe you want the double on your pitcher to be a little bit higher, you know, or maybe you just think, well, if they're going to play a bunch of power die cards, might as well have a natural double anyway, right? So those are things you should be considering. Um, the endings pitched on a pitcher is pretty simple. Like you should be considering how much room you have in your bullpen and how much you can afford to pitch, right? Like if you have a super deep bullpen, you probably don't need seven inning pitchers. If you have a super shallow one, maybe you don't want five inning pitchers, right? Pretty self-explanatory. Um, you know, I do think having a good balance, like, and having a good idea of where your innings are going to lie so you don't waste too many is an important skill. And that's just something you'll pick up with practice. Defense is fairly straightforward. How much do you think people are going to steal? And what are you going to prioritize, right? Are you going to prioritize stopping stealing over a good profile of command and outs. I generally don't, but maybe you do. Icons are, again, pretty straightforward. Are there icon strategy cards that you want to use? If yes, you need to think about those. If you're kind of ambivalent, then it's probably okay if you have an icon in your, on your team. You know, if you plan on not using any, it's probably okay to stumble into one or two, but you don't want to have a ton, right? So that is just stuff to consider. Um, clutch on starters is interesting because of the new rule changes. So your starters will see a bit more clutch moments than they would before, but that how much that is, we don't know yet. You know, that's going to take a lot of experience to figure out. So that is stuff you got to think about, right? And if you have stadiums and certain strategy cards, that's going to affect that a lot. So 
I guess I think the main takeaway on all of these things is what are you prioritizing, right? So that mistake range on your pitcher. If you expect to see a bunch of players like Adam Duvall, maybe you're going to heavily prioritize having low mistake pitchers. Maybe if you expect to see a bunch of hitters that have really high on base but not very good charts, maybe you prioritize the 3x pitchers. Maybe you're not sure and you just kind of try and balance it out a little bit. You know, so ultimately this is a question on both pitchers and hitters of priorities. Are you placing a priority on the profile of the player and what they're going to be good against? Are you placing a priority on things like, okay, I need a player who's going to get on base a lot, or I need a player who's going to hit home runs a lot. Are you placing a higher priority on clutch, right? Like, there are probably legitimate reasons to say, I'm only going to roster positive clutch players. And if that's the case, then none of the other stuff matters. You have to pick from your positive clutch players. And that's a sacrifice that you're making of some capacity. So, you know, those are all things to consider. So, this is a lot of talking where I'm not really giving you any particular answers. I would say my general priority is going to be on profiles of hitters and pitchers where I want to make sure I have the right guys for the right situation. And I want to make sure I have mixed handedness in my bullpen because the bullpen you get to choose when they come in. The rotation I tend not to think about quite as much with the handedness. And in the lineup, I try to switch it up a fair amount um, as far as handedness goes and bonuses. But, you know, I could see someone ignoring that and saying, you know, maybe the meta's going to go one way, maybe another way. Maybe I just don't even want to try to predict and we'll just see what happens. You know, could see that. You know. I tend to prioritize having a good balanced team that does all of the things with the charts and the on base and the handedness first and foremost is how I tend to build. So stuff like clutch, stuff like icons, stuff like innings, I tend not to look at until later, but there's perfectly legitimate reasons to look at those things first. If you're in a specific stadium that wants good clutch, if you're in a specific, specific stadium that wants high innings, right? Those are all things that you may end up considering more. And also just in your general, your team preferences, right? If you know you want six inning pitchers, then you know you want them. Then those are the only ones you should look at, right? And there's plenty of them, so you're you know, going to get to pick a lot between them anyway, but those are things you're considering. So hopefully there's at least a few things in there that at least make you think about, okay, what are my priorities? What is priority number one 
two, three, etc. And because in previous sets, you could probably find a card that fits like five different things you want. In a smaller set, you might find two or three, if you're lucky, right? So you have to consider what is most important and kind of weigh the importance of different things. And I think that has been my biggest struggle in team building so far is figuring out what am I really trying to get and what do I really only kind of want? Um, I've definitely played around with, okay, what would it look like if I built a team that was centered around clutch moments? And I built a team. I was like, well, okay, this did that, but I sacrificed this and that. Is that better? I don't know. You know, so that requires playtesting. And I'm just going to have to, you know, try them out and see what happens. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. And your stadium's going to inform some of that. Your general preference and play style is going to inform some of that. Um, what you assume about the meta is going to change some of that. So those are just things you have to think about. And I think you just have to figure out what is it I am going to prioritize. And so it's a really complicated situation and you're going to have a lot of options to pick from. And ultimately everybody's team is going to look a lot different, which is a really good thing. And you know, it means that, you know, like hot dogs, there's going to be all different kinds of teams. But unlike hot dogs, we actually do want to see how the sausage is made. <laughs>